0: Greetings. Welcome to Space Court.
1: Yeah, tell us about the Scorpio
0: archetype. Well, it's you know obviously incredibly powerful archetype. It's the archetype of the sorcerer or the sorceress or the shaman. Um, so it's the archetype that, you know, is here to regenerate itself. So it's all about a death and rebirth. So it's the mm. phoenix, you know, like mm. just complete disintegration and then, you know, rising from the ashes. Space Chord. Space cord. We invite you to join us as we learn about the Scorpio archetype. It's an archetype that's all about will and like expressing one's will and as we know people who express their will really strongly mm-hmm. <laughs> get usually get into a lot of trouble and especially when they're women right like this is you know uh, an archetype that's really here to explore the mysteries of life and death for its own sake it's one of those archetypes that's here for self exploration so it's doing this whole process for itself and It's a water sign that wants to go deep, Mm. whether it's deep into the emotions or whatever it is. And right now, actually, we're in a retrograde Mercury in Scorpio, right? So Mm. it's about really investigating and Mm. wanting to know and going deep and like going to the edge and then going further than the edge. Like, you know, you don't know where the edge is until you've passed it.
1: We would like to introduce you to
0: Fresh Start Astrologer, Kate Rusko. Virgo sun, Gemini moon, Pisces rising. So I think that's why it's an archetype that seems perhaps a bit daunting because it's, it's an edge walker. And, mm. you know, it's someone who has Scorpio, not only will they want to go to the edge, but they're going to take other people with them. Mm. <laughs> you know, If you're around someone who, who's wielding that, there's kind of a pressure in a way to mm. go there to the edge and interestingly a lot of women who come in with scorpio moons so the moon as i look at it and the shamanic astrologer looks at it really does represent like an energy you're coming in with like something from the past and a lot of women with scorpio moons can really relate to having been burnt at the stake you know being a wow. sorceress so it's a sense of oh like my will was not allowed to be expressed i was too powerful So in this life, I come in and I still feel that, like, am I going to be allowed? So one of the things that Scorpio does is becomes very secretive because there's a sense of, oh, I can't really be that powerful on my own. You know, no one's going to allow me to show that and to express that. But that's what Scorpio, like a Scorpio moon, that's what they're here to do. They're here to explore, how can I really follow my will? Mm. How can I do that? How can I make it work? And the rest of the chart comes in to help them to lay out a plan for them to show them how, how they're gonna activate that. It's, it's an archetype about surrender, knowing that you can surrender something and then regenerate from it. You know, like you have to be powerful to surrender. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, it's not like it's not a giving up. It's like a willful like, OK, I'm not here for the results, but I'm here for the experience. Yeah. So let's go for it. And it's interesting that coming after Libra, which is about conscious, equal partnerships, mm-hmm. relationships, uh, balance, harmony. Scorpio is like, I'm just going <laughs> to you know, screw this all up because I really want to go way deeper and I want to explore mm-hmm. the emotional side. I'm not interested in creating balance or harmony actually, when I want to go where people don't want to go. I need mm. to go there. I need to investigate and they need to feel it. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of intensity and passionate aliveness, but being alive really wants to mm. feel alive. If you have Scorpio on your chart and you're not doing something that makes you feel alive, it's the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. You're probably going to be in a really distraught state for most of your life.
0: Yeah. And you will like implode your life force energy. If it's not allowed to run Mm. You, will, you will self-implode because you will have a heart attack or cancer or something. Do you know what I mean? Like the energy mm-hmm. has, to, has to move and you don't mm-hmm. want it
1: to turn in on itself, right? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Interesting that you say it has to run, yes. it has to move. I'm not particularly diving into this book, but I don't know if you're familiar with Women Who Run With the Wolves. It's I have a, it. I haven't read it, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so dense, and it's thick, and it's overwhelming, and I don't really like it. But my housemate has just brought to surface one story that, to me, is very much Scorpio. It's this life-death-life cycle, and it's just as you're saying, like the phoenix and the transformation and the rebirth.
0: We would like to introduce you to astrology student Rachel Villaverde. Cancer sun, cancer moon, Gemini rising.
1: Yeah, as you were saying that thing about being burned at the stake, like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I know so many Scorpio <laughs> moons and I feel like that is so much of their life work. Their will needs to express itself,
0: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and even if it doesn't at first, that there is a way for them to do it so mm-hmm. that they feel that. passionate aliveness and yeah that they're really fully expressing themselves
1: yeah scorpio moons (laughs)
0: yeah so so when i was looking at charts i did find that edward snowden and julian assange both have scorpio moons so Mm. two of the most famous like whistleblowers or secret (laughs) you know Mm. secret revealers Mm -hmm. of our time both have this scorpio moon and and (laughs) so what it what it means is they would never like not let this go, yeah. you know, like they, they had to know and they had mm-hmm. to go to the end of it and they had to exercise their will to do something that even if it was considered illegal or so controversial,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's that power that was behind them. Like, I know I need to do this and I'm going to do this no matter what, right. even though they both did it sort of in different ways. And if at their charts, you can see what the variations were, but there was no way they were going to just let that drop.
1: Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. I'd like to go through maybe a couple of the other inner planets. Um, speaking of Scorpio moon, how about like starting with the sun? Well, they're going to be seen as someone who's very
0: powerful, maybe very sexual, very, you know, has a lot of like transformative capacities, but some, they're going to be seen for their will, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's sort of the vehicle that they can gain recognition for. People will see it in them because it's their sun, right? So that's mm-hmm. how they shine out. So while the moon is kind of hidden, possibly, and it's mm-hmm. sort of playing in the background, that Scorpio sun, it'll be obvious to people <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that they're that, yeah. Hillary Clinton, mm. she has a Scorpio. Sun and a lot of Scorpio, Venus in Scorpio, Mercury in Scorpio, Ascendant, South Node. Wow. Coming from a Pisces moon. So for her, I mean, it's this trying to step into Scorpio to use it as a tool right? Like, mm-hmm. how can I empower myself? How can I be this transformational, this trans- force of transformation, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, she's, she's had to go through a death and rebirth, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. the amount of turmoil, actually, that she's had to deal with just from her, I would say, for her husband alone, and then the scandals around her, that sort of thing. It's this constant, like, Scorpio's job is to bring out the shadow so it can be seen, yeah. right? So someone who has Scorpio, they do that for other people and then they get blamed for it. You know, so it's like there's, yeah, it's like their Scorpio brings out someone else's shadow and then, then the person goes, oh my God, look at their shadow. Like they don't recognize that it. it's their shadow coming out. They think it's the, the Scorpio person. Mm -hmm. right? But that's the Mm -hmm. function that Scorpio plays. It's like, let's bring up what's hidden Mm -hmm. so we can look at it and deal with it. Someone like Hillary Clinton with all that Scorpio, she gets a lot of shit that she probably doesn't deserve. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just projected back Mm -hmm. onto her, but she's out there. She's bringing it out Mm -hmm. all the time. So the sun is, is a more obvious position. And then the Venus and Mars, the archetype of the masculine and the feminine, Mm. And those like act as sort of guides to the person. So for someone like Hillary, not only is her son there, but her archetype of the the feminine is like, you know, go for it, Hillary. <laughs> like, mm. like constantly forcing her sort of to, to transform, to know more, to go deeper, to like try to get to the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but for her, what her, one of her life lessons is, is that it's not about the result. It's about, you know, going for it. Yeah, the the, the whole process. Yeah, trying Mm -hmm. to, like, trying to just over and over again. If she has to surrender, then just to surrender and then allow herself to be reborn Mm -hmm. uh, into something new and then just, you know, keep the process going and going and going. Scorpio is also very sexual Mm -hmm. because that's where a lot of aliveness is, you know. Mm -hmm. So, okay, interestingly, Oprah Mm -hmm. has a Mars in Scorpio, right? Mm -hmm. So her chart. She's got a lot of Aquarius in her chart, a lot of detachment, but then there's this Mars and Scorpio. And that's where her stories of sexual abuse come in, you know, like the boundaries, not Mm. being there, probably being a shadow magnet for people. Yeah, like it's interesting how oftentimes I find in charts there's this interplay between Aquarius and Scorpio. Someone who has this interplay of the Aquarius and the Scorpio can go both really high and then really deep. You know, like mm. they can embody high principles, they can see the big picture, but then they can also ground it mm. into mm. something. So I think of someone likes, like Oprah, she loves like higher consciousness, it seems. You know, she does, she has these, what, these super soul Sunday or something, so she likes right. higher consciousness, but she also likes to look at the dark side of things. She's not, she's not right. just
1: like all love and light, She's mm-hmm. you know, she does address those <laughs> mm-hmm. darker issues. Yeah. And it seems like with regards to that edge you speak of, you know, I'm not a huge Oprah fanatic either, even though, you know, (laughs) Oprah, if you ever want to come on Space Corps, you're so welcome. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just kind of well-rounded kind of interviewer where she will go into depths of and the root of whatever story she's illuminating.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: She's not afraid
0: of it. So that's Mm -hmm. what Scorpio brings. It brings a sense of, oh, like, I can go there. Mm, mm, mm. And, and it's funny, like, if you, know, if you have this in your chart, let's say it's your Venus, your Mars, and you're not aware of it, <laughs> you, know, you mm. might wonder, like, why don't I let these things go? It's lurking in there in mm. your chart, and it's telling you, you know, you want to go deep. There's a resonance with the planet Pluto and those mm. processes of, you know, kind of being in a tsunami and being just having things just wiped away. Mm. right?
1: You say resonance with Pluto. Can you speak a little bit to Pluto for those that don't really know what it's about?
0: Yes. So Pluto is what we would call like an outer teacher. So Mm. it's one of those outer planets. And I don't look at it in the chart in terms of sort of Personal things, because these outer planets move so slowly. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to see where where it sits in the chart if it affects some of your inner planets. Because Mm. where it does, it it just shows where you will have to undergo kind of processes of transformation within Mm. yourself, Mm. where you're Mm. constantly kind of having to go through this regenerative process of letting go of who you thought you were in order to step into who you really are and empower yourself. It's a planet that empowers you through disempowerment. It requires a deep surrender uh, and it will take you places that you may not really want to go, mm. but so that you don't uh, sort of hide things in the corner and that you do recognize um, your own power and your own will. So it's just, mm. so it's very, it's very resonant with Scorpio and like someone like Oprah, I'm just looking at her chart right now. She's got Mars, her Mars in Scorpio and it's squaring Pluto. So it's an active relationship with mm. Pluto. So it's like a double um, sort of whammy of this Scorpio kind of energy. Mm. And it just says that whenever she empowers herself on one level, she's definitely going to do it again. Like, you know, it's like the process is always there. It's like she's
1: never really going to finish with that. Um, When you talk about Mars and Venus kind of as masculine feminine, is it because they kind of come from the same seed of like energy and... It's more, well,
0: it's just, it's the archetypal feminine masculine, so the yin gotcha. and the yang, okay, yeah, and it, it's just the way the world you know is put together, right? The two mm-hmm. different, the duality of energy.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you've got you've got Mars representing the masculine and Venus representing the feminine, and of course we all have both the masculine and the feminine, mm-hmm. and we have to embrace them both. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. regardless of your sexual orientation or how you define yourself mm-hmm. you still have these in your chart mm-hmm. and they both have to be reckoned with and stepped into so as a woman oprah with a mars in scorpio mm-hmm. would likely have projected that onto like try to bring it in through perhaps a masculine figure so find ma- like powerful masculine figures in her life Mm. Until she realized that, no, actually, she is that powerful force.
1: Mm, mm -mm. We kind of touched on Mercury. Or I don't know, yeah, do you have anything else with regards to Mars Venus?
0: No, but Mercury is an interesting one because it's someone who has Mercury in Scorpio will be... have a mind that, yeah, it really wants to investigate and really wants to get down to the bottom of things, wants to go deep. not going to want to have superficial conversations, Mm -hmm. um, is not going to get involved in something that doesn't really interest them, Mm. you know, and once they they get involved in something, they may become even obsessive about Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. right? Like not letting it go, like Scorpio does have issues around letting things go, you know, having those attachments. That's why surrender is such an important part of its process, Mm. So a mind that like a Mercury is yours, the way you organize reality, the way you think, the way you express yourself, these persons will express themselves like very, you know, using deep words, like emotionally speaking, like how they're attached to things. They won't be kind of detached kind of thinking. It's mm. going to be very visceral. Yeah. And then someone who has an ascendant, the way I look at that is it's that sort of like an inner process. Someone with Scorpio as an ascendant, they're going to have to realize that, Within themselves, they have to allow this space of transformation, this regeneration within themselves that doesn't have to happen sort of outwardly. Their inner processes have to go deep and mm. they have to know that there's a well within them that they have to explore and that shadow work within themselves is really, really
1: important. Do you have
0: Scorpio in your chart? <laughs> no, I don't, but I have Pluto squaring my, my Mars. So I know that experience of projecting power onto male figures Mm. and I've had, you know, some really big lessons in that and realizing, Oh no, actually that's, that's me. That's (laughs) not them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've definitely seen that in play. You know, it hasn't been too heavy because my, I don't have that much of a heavy chart, (laughs) you know, I'm more of a light, playful chart, but for sure, that's been, that's been a big uh, lesson for me. So no, I don't have any Scorpio. I don't do.
1: You? I don't remember. Well, apparently I have Jupiter at one degree, which I know okay. it's an outer planet. So yeah, you know,
0: in shamanic astrology, they use Jupiter as sort of to describe the kind of experiences that w- would most benefit you. Mm. So kind of intense, transformational edge walking experiences would be fruitful for you would be helpful for you
1: does that resonate yeah for sure i mean i love scorpio and mostly i think because i have so much water and like cancer in my chart there Mm -hmm. i've always attributed it to that depth and that ability to like go into those spaces and really be comfortable in them
0: well i just pulled up your chart Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you have you have pluto conjunct your mars So Mm -hmm. you you bring kind of that energy to your aspect of the masculine. So maybe you're surrounded by some of these people because your aspect of the masculine is that as well. You have it in Libra, so -hmm. it's more is more uh, relational, but Mm -hmm. there's empowerment there. There's transformation. Your relationships are not going to be casual friendships. No, they're like there's something really powerful about them, and you want your friends to transform you. Yeah. Right? Like you want those experiences to be rich and deep. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably part of the reason why there are a lot of there's a lot of that Scorpio in your field.
1: Yeah, and for yeah, sure I, it's all about the work. Like I think in my latter years I'm realizing it's a lot of shadow work, you know, that's yeah specifically <laughs> being <laughs> processed. Well, yeah, I I think the whole planet is doing
0: some pretty epic shadow work yeah, right now. Definitely. And it's really really peaking and I'm, I'm noticing people are just like, I'm so tired. I don't know what's going on, but I think we've been so under an emotional ringer mm.
1: this year. Um,
0: but we are bringing up a lot of things that we need to look at, right? Yeah. And we're being kind of forced to, forced right. in confinement to look at our shadow yeah, you know, with Definitely. nowhere to go. So it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is a good thing because you have to face it. But I think, yeah, it's a very painful thing, you know, for a majority of people. Because that's the, that's the metamorphosis. That's the transformation. You know, it is a painful process, yeah. but it is a beautiful one.
0: It's all about feeling those feelings, no matter how difficult they are. But realizing that they don't own you. Mm-hmm. But they're just mm-hmm. a, it's just a feeling. But we mm-hmm. don't, you know, we tend to like try to avoid feeling. Well, Scorpio's like, no, (laughs) you're not going to avoid feeling.
1: You're going to go there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It takes you
1: no matter what. Demanding (laughs) in many ways. It's interesting. Yeah, it's intense. hmm, Yeah, super intense. I think that's a very accurate word. My housemate has her Mercury in Scorpio, and it's really interesting. There's been some tension in my household the past couple days because I've had strange communication with this guy, Will, who – I recently had a synastry with him and his Mars is right on my Venus. So there's this tense aspect and it's in Gemini, which Gemini and Mercury have a very amicable relationship. Our communication, I I do find it is this kind of heads and tails. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's so uncomfortable. (laughs) And we're like learning to navigate this space. And then here's Mercury Scorpio on the sidelines kind of observing this and like, kind of illuminating in bringing us both to these like shadow, shadow boxing matches where it's like, guys, work it out, you know, like get to the root of this, you know? And I'm just like, I love it and I hate it, you know? But it is well, good. I- You've opened up a Pandora's box of Gemini
0: right there. Okay? <laughs> because, because Gemini is so fascinating. When it's kind of in its shadow side, it's all about mental confusion you know, oh. and like kind of trickery. You know, even when it's not on purpose, it's kind of Mm. the truth. You're like, what's the truth here? (laughs) You know, like what's going on? Mm -hmm. So it feels like your Geminis are kind of in that space together. And then until you get to the point where I feel the next stage of Gemini, like Gemini goes from the trickster to the storyteller right? Mm-hmm. The storyteller actually sees the truth Gemini has issues sometimes seeing the truth <laughs> <laughs> and, it's cause, and it's not supposed to be because it's, it's not about fact. Gemini is mm-hmm. not about fact. Mm-hmm. It's like Gemini as I always say like why tell 100% of the story when you can tell 150% of the story yeah. and it's so much better. So I think that's yeah. what's kind
1: of happening between the two of you. Sure. Well, and it's as perspective, a, right? As, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. two perspectives when yeah. you can actually share like 80 perspectives, you know, like, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's no end to the possibilities with regards to <laughs> intellect and conversation and truths, you know, which is great and super playful in many ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I guess now that you're in this Mercury retrograde of Scorpio, then it's like where (laughs) when's the end of the barrel? Like you just keep on going and keep on going and and then retrogrades always open up all these new options.
1: So yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You got three weeks. Uh, and we're just at the beginning, so that's reassuring. <laughs> you know, surely it gets easier, right? We start at the top of the hill. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Something like that. Well, your your Mercury's
0: in Cancer, so it's uh-huh. also a water sign. But Cancer wants to know what the boundaries are. <laughs> you yeah. <know>? it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not about endless investigation or no I no. need to rip everything
1: apart it's like no I want something <laughs> I want to what am I going to nurture <laughs> yeah where's my safe space yeah. that's exactly what yeah. where's yeah. my <laughs> safe space because this is confused so this is not a safe space and I'm now confused so I'm not even in a safe space my own my own self is compromised this is this is a nightmare <laughs> right <laughs> It's working out though. I'm glad we have a Scorpio Mercury that really did illuminate that. It's funny when you said Gemini as kind of the trickster and kind of like, that's the space that I find will illuminates this like reflection of just Mm -hmm. utter confusion, you know, and I can feel, (laughs) uh, maybe it's as my Mercury, like I can feel his confusion, but I'm wanting him, I'm wanting him to like vocalize this confusion, but he's not. So he's just saying (laughs) things that are completely contradictory to what he's feeling and so uh-huh. I'm just not certain how to like navigate this. It's like I get the same feeling that you are feeling. Well, why can't you just say that slash right. <laughs> people, people living with people, relationships?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and you have this very sensitive moon, Cancer moon is very sensitive. So yeah, you're picking all that up. And going, yeah, why can't why can't you
1: sense this? I wonder where <laughs> you know we're, we're where where's his moon? Do you know? His moon's in Capricorn. We have opposing moon. Oh. and this Mars-Venus conjunct. I think they're literally like <laughs> on the same degree. So it's definitely creating a, r- a lot of work, which again kind of speaks to that idea of these are the relationships that I call in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Transformational, mm-hmm. Plutonic uh,
1: relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else about Scorpio that you wanted to dig up from the shadows? Well, I think it's something that
0: it's an energy we need to not be afraid of, you know, not worry too much about it. And it's something that has still not found its place, I feel, Mm. like on planet Earth. Like I think we're still working through our issues around it. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, aside from Pluto, you know, Pluto always being prominent in the chart. I mean, there's nothing, there's not that much going on really big and in Scorpio at the moment, Mm. generally speaking this year, I think everyone will agree it's been a very transformational year. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's that kind of energy. Like just go there, you know, Mm. go to that edge, go deep to those watery, dark areas and investigate because there's probably something in there for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those of us who don't have it in our charts, you know, anytime you have a Pluto transit, that process will
1: be activated in you. So
0: we all have it. And I think it's something that's important as we move forward. It's, it's an yeah. important kind of energy.
1: Well, and I think one of the key things that you were saying is specifically with the Scorpio moons, but I feel like with that overall packaging of digging deep and kind of investigating and going to those dark spaces, but then also surrendering to that process of going there and whatever yeah. you know the quote unquote result is, just really finding that surrender within that process. Yeah. I wonder, do you feel like with regards to Scorpio not having its place on planet Earth, I interpret that as kind of a very Western perspective because I feel like Mm. one of the best things about Scorpio is this kind of life, death, birth cycle, uh, or mm-hmm. rebirth cycle, and I feel like death for Western culture is yes, something exactly. that we haven't embraced at all. So when you talk, you're to right. You, this you're idea, right. You know, like, and I, yeah, I mean maybe you're, right. you're from, totally
0: right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, many cultures do embrace this kind of shakti. Energy, right? Mm, like mm-mm. death and like the rawness of it. You're right. Like in in West, the Western world, no, we want everything to last forever. Yeah, <laughs> we want to live forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's super toxic and like an unhealthy yeah. kind of conditioning that we've been born into. You know? Yeah, like like nothing should ever fall apart. Like you know, you should never look older. You should. And, and which
0: is which is super interesting because a lot of people who dye their hair couldn't mm. do it during the, the lockdown. Right, and, right. and I have some friends who are like, wow, I love, I realized I love my gray hair, mm. you know, but this, it took this opportunity for them to actually realize that. And you're right. Like we don't, we don't at all talk about death, mm-hmm. which is, which is terrible because mm-hmm. it's inevitable. <laughs> and yet no one talks about it. And mm-hmm. there's nothing really like, if you don't talk about something, then it becomes fearful. Mm-hmm.
1: And if it becomes
0: fearful, you want to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a shadow, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and, but there's nothing that's not natural. It's like a total natural transformational process. So I think you're absolutely right that it's our, one of our, the symptoms of our Western ailments, right? Yeah. And like, it's something that the more we embrace. And I think that's why a lot of Westerners are really attracted to taking things like ayahuasca. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to have that deep, like crazy, out-of-control kind of experience. I find it funny that it's sort of limited it's like limited to that experience but is it brought out into their lives and right. I don't know about that um but I think it's it's an energy that we can all like actively seek to incorporate all the time
1: mm-hmm. right? right like yeah yeah like and, a full and, integration so. of these yeah I mean because this process is happening every day there is deaths every day yeah. like yeah yeah There's, yeah um, There's very much that possibility, but yeah, to seek it outside of what is already dying is a little ironic. But that is—that's very much, I think, what our culture is undergoing. Maybe as as part of the process of getting into a space of inviting it in, like a more healthy way, because it has been such Mm -hmm. a feared space and feared topic. So if it's through plant medicine, you know, and it's through, (laughs) you know, Santa and you know all the same, you know, these things, which. I love plant medicine. There's nothing against plant medicine. It, I support right. all of those that choose it. But it is interesting, you know. I think there's definitely been a spike in usage of that to have those kind of transformational experiences. And it is interesting to see how it integrates into the life thereafter because this idea of kind of getting yeah. you a quick fix of transformation, I don't think <laughs> it works that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it does it absolutely doesn't. Yeah. And the thing is like Do I want to open myself up to something that I can't integrate? What are the implications of that? Yeah, if we did it just a little bit every day, if you sort of faced your own death every day in a small way, imagine Mm -hmm. the changes that might happen within you, like in a big way, Mm -hmm. eventually, you Mm know? I have quite a few clients who have Scorpio moons. Mm. And it's a trip, you know, Mm -hmm. to really step into that power and to be able to be that transformational person just Mm -hmm. on an everyday, regular basis you know? Yeah. Um, But it's beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They're powerful, powerful women
1: Mm. and men. Yes. Very true. Sincerely appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge and insight into the Scorpio archetype and the very powerful energies that it can bring into our charts and our lives.
0: Yeah. And so we'll have like, as we have Mercury Scorpio now, then we'll have the sun Scorpio. So that energy is going to be around now. Uh, to sort of tie up this amazing year we've had in 2020, so I think people should just go for it. <laughs> just yep. walk that edge until the end of the year.
1: Just yep. get it done. <laughs> Dive deep you know? and surrender. Dive. Dive deep. deep. Yes. Space cord. Space cord.